Caution. Learning in progress. Hello, and thank you for listening to Smarter Every Season. This is the podcast brought to you by the product support team at Precision Planning. I am Tyler Hubert, and I'm joined, as I have been for the last couple of weeks, in studio by Hans Stutzman. Good morning, Tyler. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. Um, Hans, I think it's a good opportunity to recap what we've been doing for the last four or five weeks. I know just from talking to, to different dealers, we have picked up some listeners mm-hmm. along the way as we've been doing this, what we've called Spring Update style podcast. Uh, and then we still have some of the regular listeners tuning in, which I'm, I'm still very Thanks glad so. about and appreciate them just as much. But I think it's important that we recap what we've been doing here for the last couple of weeks is really trying to hit on six or seven bullet points that are driving phone calls from the field. And again, the goal here is to pass on solutions, right? Here's practical ways to solve or go about troubleshooting these things that are drawing calls. So that's really the focus here of what we're trying to do. Yeah, it's the th- it's the trends that we see from support and th- steps that we're doing and that we'd, we'd like to pass along as ways of improving your experience. Yep. Yep. Um, so let's jump into those, Hans. Not not a ton of depth on a lot of these bullet points, but we do have a fair few bullet points to get through today. So let's go ahead and start like this. It's a good reminder. We have talked about um, a, a few different things with prescriptions into the Gen 3, but want to start with just a call-out reminder um, when we're pulling in prescriptions from FieldView. Yeah, this is with Gen 3, they don't automatically import. You have to go to import data, um, or sorry, data import prescription boundaries, and then select field view to bring those over. It's not a direct, um, you just connect the iPad together and they come together and they sync across, across. You actually have to manually go tell it, go pull them from field view yeah. to bring them over. Yeah. So, and just a reminder on this, I mean, this is something we've talked about before. Um, and, and to your point, we've, we've mentioned this, we're hitting it again because it's still being a pretty prevalent question. So, um, as you're working with your customers, make sure this is something that you're mentioning with them. Um, or pass it along to your customer ahead of time. Hey, when you get prescriptions, you want to come across from field you. I mean, a lot of this, this, our bullet points today are stuff that we've talked about before. It's kind of we're reiterating them because yeah. we're still seeing them come up. And everything connects and looks right. It yep. looks like everything is prepared to push those prescriptions in. Yeah, it's all set up, ready to go. It just doesn't have the command to do it. Yes, exactly. That's a great way to say it. Okay, reminder for anybody that is using a smart connector on a Gen 3. And this really could be like, a liquid-only system with a smart connector or Monotron, just seed just sensing. sensing. Yep. Um, these are important. Just Seeding in a Gen 3 on any scalable software basically requires it to be treated like a control system. You want to have a seeding control widget on the home screen. You want to have it enabled. Um, we like to have the swath set up, section set up. We have to have a rate section. We like to, or you should have a rate section assigned to it. And you have to have rows assigned to a rate section in your setup. So those are a couple of things. Basically, it's a sensing-only system. Yes, it is. Treat it like it's a V-Drive system. Go ahead and go through the entire process of putting the control box on there. Make sure all rows are assigned. Um, make sure your your con- rate control sections are set up in your setup screens. All rows are assigned a section. Enabled. Enabled. Command pop. Command pop. Yep. yep. Awesome. Hans, we talked a little bit last week about a pop-up that was coming up on the iPad that I believe, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but said something like, no valid serial number from DBM. Yep. Um, We passed along a way to basically reboot the iPad, and we talked about it. It's good to reiterate this. We believe this to be on our side, on the precision side, that that pop-up's coming up. But 
um, we have maybe a little bit of an easier workaround now going through this last week or, or something we want to pass along so that you know, we'll get connectivity without having to worry about that pop-up, yep. if that makes sense. Essentially, what we think it is is that we don't think that it always requires the the complete hard reset of the iPad like we talked about last time. We think that if you – we've seen cases where um, – and this is probably a better better short-term solution is – Fire everything up with the iPad disconnected. Let FieldView get to a purple light on the FieldView module. Once the FieldView gets to a purple right, light, then it's ready to its fully established communication to the display, to the DBM, and the FieldView module. Those are in ready. Then you plug the iPad in. Now it's ready to talk to the iPad. It should have that serial number ready to, to push across. Yeah, um, I think it's about allowing that complete boot up. Boot sequence to get done yep. before it, it tries to talk to the iPad. So that's one thing to try, and that's one. And we were essentially accomplishing the same thing with the hard reset. So there might be some systems out there that still require hard reset, but in the meantime, this is a better, quicker option than trying to go through the full hard reset option. Disconnect. Let that FieldView module get to a purple light. And yep. Plug in. Yep. Okay. We have also talked in previous episodes about diagnosing cylinder leaks with the road cleaner module, uh, but we did not get into what to do if or where to go if the module is just venting. Um, and I want to call out what could cause that. Yeah, so sometimes you'll get this where um, the the module doesn't state which side is in and out on the module. The instructions tell you how to mount them in there, but it's very easy to take these supply lines from the compressor and plug them into the side of the module rather than the face of the module. And once you do that, if you plug them into the side of the module um, and then command a pressure, or even it, no matter what you do, if you, you plug them into the side, the compressor, the module's trying to vent the tank pressure. It sees 120 PSI from the tank compressor, and you've commanded 120 in the down, but the lift also sees 120 PSI, and it's going to try and vent the tank all the way down to zero. Um, and at the same time, your down's trying to increase, so both sides are in, are, are running commands um, because they're getting pressure on the wrong side. So it's very easy to get the hoses, just take the hoses, flip-flop in the direction, one from the side of the module to the face, face to the side. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Now, not to say that every time it vents, this is what's happening. But no, often this, this, this is, is often this is often what we see is especially if you if you plug plumb in this pressure into the into the output side of the module, you will get a constant vetting state, um, and that's one of the common mistakes that we we see come across. Hoses from the compressor go into the face. Correct. Hoses from the planter go into the side. Correct. Love it. Correct. Okay. A couple new new tools that we want to highlight, Hans. Uh, go ahead and talk a little bit about the support or the product calculators that are now Yeah, so the these are ones that um, – this is a product calculator. We've had these in-house for a long time, um, trying to – things that we've, we've used, and we didn't have them in a way that we could really publish them to, to end users. But um, these are calculators as far as – um, seats per second calculators, um, distance calculators, um, what is the gear ratio motor calibration um, calculators, what should be the actual seat spacing. If you can give me a population and a row spacing, can we give you a, a seat spacing number that to go look for when you're trying to do calculations? So these are a bunch of useful calculators that we've put together. There's a liquid um, yes. calculators in there as well for gallons per minute, convert from gallons per acre to gallons per minute, and a lot of the orifice types of stuff that we have there. So these are very useful. We use them all the time. Um, oh, I actually just forgot. There's actually an SRM power calculator as yes. well, which is uh, useful for alternator powers and, and that type of thing to see how much current you're running. So these are calculators that we've been using internally. We've never had a good way to share them in a good format. Um, and so we finally put them together on the cloud. They're under product resources, product calculators. Yeah. Um, and it's a great quick sheet to go through and just give you uh, – a quick way to reference what the ca what numbers you should be looking for as you diagnose the system. Yep, yep, very handy. And as Han said, we use them all the time internally here. Yeah. 
So we're glad to be able to offer those. I'm going to hit this next one real quick because I just want everybody to know that on the cloud, under product resources, under the GPS tab, there are new GPS setup documents for Fent and Massey yes. tractors. Mm -hmm. So check those out if it applies, if this applies yes. to you. If you're working with those two tractors, they're good and um, useful GPS tools to look for. Absolutely. And then finally, we still get a high number of calls around pump calibration questions. And even stemming off of that, how to perform and what to do with the bucket check steps. Uh, any advice to pass along there? Yeah, so um, it's one of the things that we keep, it, it's probably one of the more compli complicated and complex uh, pieces of support that we do um, is working with some of the liquid systems, some pump calibrations and, and that type of thing. Um, there is a pump cow doc. We mentioned it three podcasts ago or two podcasts ago. Yep. And we're going to go back to it again because there is a pump cow sheet that is extremely u useful for yep. Um, Gen 3s, and it, it works for Gen 2s as well. Um, it's a little bit, you got to do the manual test in Gen 2, but it does work for the Gen 2 as well. Um, and then the the back end of that, so that is located underneath product resources, um, VApply HD, scroll down underneath the, the op ops guide, there is a, um, is where the pump cow sheet is. Also underneath that, actually, um, I take that back, it's underneath the installation resources, underneath the VApply HD system. Um, on page 19 of the operator's guide is another piece that we would like to go to is this is the bucket check. So once you've done the pump count and you want to run the system and you want to make sure that it's working correctly, on the operator's guide of the Gen 3 manual, there is a bucket check or a flow rate adjustment. So sometimes, depending on the product that you're running, depending on the cold, on the temperatures, kind of the scenarios, you will need to do a flow rate adjustment to adjust the system to run correctly. And there is a bucket check calibration that we recommend um, to ensure that everything's running correctly, that you need to do a flow rate adjustment or even the orifice sizing. Um, so that's a valuable piece to go find that, that um, bucket check. Anytime you question whether V-Apply is applying correctly, not just is the pump running correctly, is a V-Apply applying correctly, the first step we do on the on support side is tell you to do a bucket check and yeah. tell me what's it, what are you, it's telling you you're getting five gallon a minute. Is it actually giving you five gallon a minute? Is that what it's, what's going on with it? Um, and so there's that one in the, the, the seat in the liquid operations manual, page 19 and 20. There is a sheet there that goes through and uh, walks you through that process. There's also yep. an orifice uh, and flow rate adjustment worksheet um, in the installation documents underneath the Apply HD that talks you through. Now, that one's set up a little bit more for trying to orifice size something, but it also does cover um, flow, rate, flow rate adjustments as well. Yeah. Um, both of them are invaluable tools. Use the one that fits best for what you're doing at the time. Yep, yep. So just to call out to the document that gives you the flow rate adjustment, page 19 and 20 in the Gen 3 Ops Guide. Yes. Uh, and I can even go as far as to say that document is a 955-706. Correct. Uh, the other thing, too, like you said, the the worksheet was really geared more towards trying to find orifices on yep. a Liquimax. However, will still help. The thing that I kind of like to pass on to, because I get questions on this quite a bit, is if you're aiming for 0.5, half a gallon a minute, let's say, yep. and you catch 0.55 out of the HD, your adjustment is then negative. Correct. We are over-applying. You want to back us down, so you're yep. going to adjust that negatively by a percentage. Uh, so guys get a little confused sometimes of which direction to go, yep. so I think that's, that's worth highlighting. Yep, it's worth highlighting. And it's actually, I think the... It, it, we try to call it out as best we can in the manual, but also make sure that you think through what you're actually trying to adjust because it, it, it is it is a little bit confusing in which side you're controlling to. Yeah, yeah. So. 
Well, Hans, with that, I think that we're going to go ahead and wrap it up because I see us approaching the 12-minute mark, and if we go much over that, then I can't re-listen to this podcast on my way to work. It runs over. It runs over. Well, that, we can't do that. We might just sit in the parking lot then if that happens. <laughs> You've I, got we, plenty of time. I've you got plenty of time. i got 45 minutes. We're good to go. You we can, can probably listen to this three or four times. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, on that note, I do think we're going to go ahead and wrap up. If, if you're good with that, I don't I'm think good. I have anything else to add. It's All raining right. right now, so it's, it should be a little bit calmer this week, so use it to rest up because I'm sure next week's going to be big. I think you're right. So with that, we will wrap up. Thank you so much for listening. On behalf of Hans Stetsman, my name is Tyler Hubert. Have a safe and happy spring.